and welcome to Front Office Features. My name is Rob Crane, and I am here with the one, the only, the ever-present uh, Chris Valente. Chris, hello. <laughs> I guess I better be on my games. Ever-present. That's a new one. <laughs> ever-present. Ever I don't know. I don't even know why that came yeah, to my mind. Ever-present. Speaking of presents, right. happy. Happy birthday! Ah, uh, thank you very much. Uh, the big 4-0 is record this on December 14th. Uh, it was yesterday, December 13th, and was the big uh, big 40. And then my wife did a phenomenal job on uh, organizing a great birthday party on uh, Saturday, which you came and we uh, and was a part of you and Rachel, which is great. Um, and then also my wife organized. A video where she asked a bunch of people to do the video. She, you know who bat? I think she, he batted either second. Second, right? He was right at the top. Was Zach? Yeah, oh yeah. And I was like, I start. I started crying. <laughs> I got a little teary eyed. I got a little teary eyed with Zach. Because he said, what, cool. "What he said? He said to my number. He said, I happy birthday.' Said to your biggest, to your biggest, your biggest fan. Yep, your number your one fan, fan. Number one fan. Number one fan, Zach. And I was like, that's. It was cool. I was uh. I was very surprised by the video. The 50 minutes. Party in, 50, 50 minutes. You, dude, I didn't know Not, how many people liked you. Too many people like you. 50 minutes. <laughs> or, they, or I just talk with a lot of people like to talk. <laughs> they, uh, so my buddy from uh, Houston the, that I was an intern with, we're still close. Uh, his name is Eric Bartell. Eric Bartell is um, still lives in Houston, and when the Astros and Red Sox played in the ALCS this year, we made a bet. And we always make a bet when they play in the playoffs. And so this year we did, and I said, all right, whoever wins, or lo- uh, wins the loser's got to pay for a round of golf. And uh, Bartell let off the whole thing, and his video was like, I felt like, 35 of the 50 minutes. <laughs> a little long-winded. Bartel, Bartel's great. But uh, we're talk, we talk about this podcast all the time about relationships and you know how all this stuff works. Bartel and I were interns with the Texans in 2004. That's right? crazy. Forever ago. Forever ago. And we've always just kind of stayed in touch. And his dad was a uh, football coach uh, for uh, the Raging Cajuns. What is that? Louis, uh, Louisiana Lafayette, right? So Bartel played football at Louisiana Lafayette, um, and so his job now is he is like a financial advisor to all like coaches. So and he does great. Like he has his own business as a financial advisor, and his special his little niche in the world is uh, coaches, NFL coaches. Uh, football coaches, uh, college football coaches. Well, college coaches uh, need some help with all the freaking money they've been getting lately. Jeez, oh, oh, man. They, uh, Brian Kelly, they, they Lincoln paid. Riley, absurd. We, get, we have a whole other podcast just about that. When you talk about finances and the NCAA and college coaches. And uh, what's his name? The coach of Ole Miss today, Lane Kiffin. He was he called all the players now uh, recruiting. He said just rename it free agency. Uh, he kind of had a Does point. Get, he kind of had a point. He does. He absolutely has a point. He, he, it, what he said was not news, but that he said it was news. That makes sense. It's not the content. It was that the person said Correct. it. Correct. It's like, if, well, I'm going to go there. They're going to pay me more. <laughs> it's like, right. It, which used to That's be exactly the, what's happening. Which used to be the case, by the way. It just was quieter. It wasn't spoken about. Like, it wasn't, yeah, right. It wasn't, ask, ask. it wasn't straight up like, hey, I'm going to get paid more by Miami. But now it's like, no, Miami has an NIL deal with this company. I'm going to get paid. So what are you going to do for me? Is that exactly? It's exactly. Which, by the way, I'm the, okay with. You know what? 
I'm fine with the players getting paid. That's not the that's not the issue. Uh, the but they also have the transfer. It's just I'm just saying that it's different, right? They also have the transfer portal. Portal. If you don't like where you're at, you're just gonna like go, and you can transfer over the hell. Yeah, you the want guy. To, what's right? what's his face? Spencer Rattler, who was the number one NIL guy going into the year at Oklahoma, is now transferring to South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah, and then uh, the one kid from Ohio State is now going to Texas. Yeah, all the NIL deals. I guess all the NIL deals that were for big were all busts this year. All busts. Like all yeah, the ones that got big money, play, they, they stunk or they just didn't play. Didn't play. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anyway, so the NIL stuff. We need to get Dan Lust back on. Uh, yeah, on here he is. Uh, NIL uh, is great. So before we get too far on us talking about my birthdays, but shout out to my wife who did a wonderful job organizing the birthday. Because, oh, before party. before we go down into what we're about to talk about at your yeah, birthday yeah, party, yeah. at your birthday party, because I've I've promised your, your neighbor, I promised a shout out. Oh, Nick Narducci. So he, he, I was known as the podcast guy at your birthday party, which is like, <laughs> like oh, hey, the podcast guy. I'm like, oh, the podcast guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's me. Where's the other guy? And he's like, oh, but then he introduced himself. He's like, yeah, I'm the guy to help Rob bail out his uh, basement. And I was like, he <laughs> did. So totally did. And I was like, oh, all right, Nick, I'll give you a shout out. Um, so there you go. Nick, Nick, and Nick Nick's a, uh, he's a professional tile, uh, tile guy. And he tiled my, uh, redone bathroom and when my basement flooded on my daughter's birthday he re- he tiled the entire uh basement as well so like, all right nick i might have a job for you when i come to natick so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a plug on your uh what, what business what's his name of his business we'll give him a plug free advertising Nar- trade narducci tile narducci, narducci tile. tile there you go if you need tile car narducci and it's he's italian so you know he's good so like there you go and the, i looked at him the first time because we went to a bar Night Shift Brewing. Shout out to the people at Night Shift. They were amazing. Uh, so we were supposed to go to a different place on Saturday night. And on Friday night, my wife gets an email and she goes, oh, shit. And we were eating dinner. I was like, what's the matter? <laughs> and she said there was a close contact at the bar we were supposed to go to that had like all the food prepped and all that stuff. And they're closed tomorrow. We've got to find a new place. So on Friday night, uh, I made most of the phone calls and... Uh, to find a new place for us to have a party, and the night shift brewing people came out. Uh, they 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 were they were aces, so uh, they were great. But uh, I also didn't know who who's the. Oh my God! Yes, Andrea Bocelli. Yeah, I did not know that that was a person who sang. <laughs> <laughs> and the three tenors: Pavarotti, Bocelli, and the other guy. That's the, the, the other I guy. learned all about this, but. Bocelli was at the TD Garden. I was like, who the hell is this guy? I was like, I told him, anyway, I get off the phone I was with him. And they're like, yeah, you can come in about 7.30. There's uh, Bocelli is at TD Garden. I was like, Bocelli? Who the hell is Bocelli? Like, <laughs> it's a rapper? Like, like, what, Bocelli. I was like, what? what is going on? I never heard of this. It was, And then uh, I was like, no, nah, it was like the Italian tenor. I, was, I, I had no idea that that was a thing nor existed. Uh, so, yes, because the, the dress around the garden was high end people. Where you could tell who was at the brewery, who was staying at the brewery, and who was going to Bocelli. It's like yeah. very different attire. Yeah, I have one more. Myself. I have one more um, shout out slash apology that I have to make on this podcast. <laughs> to make an apology already, we're four minutes into this thing. Uh, eight minutes. So to your to your mother in law, who did not uh, my mother in law needs an apology. <laughs> Did not find my joke that you killed my grandmother very funny. 
But I was like, well, it's true. She was alive. And then Rob told her I was in the hospital. And then I know, next and thing I she know she's dead. So like. Yeah, I killed your grandma. Two plus two equals four. I'm sorry. Um, and I said, if you knew my grandma, she'd think it's a funny joke too. So, But anyway, I apologize to your mother-in-law for the uneasiness that I caused from you fantastic. being a you can... murderer of grandmas. So uh, That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> I, I, uh... But anyway, that was night was great. It was full of people like that I've known since I was sixth grade uh, to people who I've just met recently. So it's uh, Hi, Ben. Yeah, we're going to say hi to Ben, to give a shout-out to Ben. Yeah, so my buddy Ben, who uh, worked, he and I worked together in Omaha for, uh, for, you know, for a while. And we became close. Like, you know, Ben and I is a uh, really close friend of mine. And uh, he surprised me. Um, he had some health issues the uh, last few months. And uh, he surprised the hell out of me. I was not expecting him, him at all. Uh, Alfie. Alfie was, made the appearance. Hi, Alfie. Al- Alf's everyone giving Alf, everyone Alf, everyone's getting the shout outs right now. We're going through the shout outs. Alf was uh Alf and I uh Alf's probably my longest friend. I mean he we, we sat on the bus next to each other when I first moved to Burlington in sixth grade, so we sat next to each other. Alf's the one his claim to he's got many claims to fame. Uh but he's actually he's the one that told me that uh, Biggie died. Uh when Biggie died. Ooh, when Biggie got shot. Bad news to report. Uh, yeah, tough news to report. And I mean your theme uh, your theme was straight out of the thirties. Yeah, right. Straight out of 30s. Yeah. That was Amy's thing. Yeah, she did great. Which you've not yeah, seen that yeah. movie. I'm not, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, that, and we the, talked to... You have to watch that movie. You love that, like, genre. I, and I the, do. I love all... I love the genre. I love It's all essentially stuff, a documentary. Right? Forget it's a movie. It's a documentary. It's a, it's, it's a documentary. It's a documentary. I'll watch it. It's a, it is a documentary. It's the story about those... It's like those guys coming out of Compton. All right. I'll watch anyway, it. Anyway. I'm not going to watch it. We'll digress and anyway. get to the meat and potatoes of this. All right. Can we, let's get to the meat and potatoes. The big news. I don't I don't want to do a very typical Rob Crane and Chris Valenti thing of teasing something and then never touching it ever again for the rest we of the time. We, you know what? We could have glossed over this one. No one ever know the difference. No way. No, we I know. We're going to be transparent. Anyway. We'll be transparent. All right. So two weeks ago, we did do one last week. Two weeks ago, I ended the podcast with saying we had the biggest news since Blue Wire. That, going into that podcast... Chris and uh, you and I had a conversation, and front office features was going to end this week. It was done. Yeah, this today was going to be the last episode, and that would have been the thing. And I was comfortable with it when we left. Well, I was kind of comfortable with it. I wouldn't say I was comfortable with it. And I felt like at the time I was like, you know what, the year kind of kicked my ass. We didn't do the interviews. Um, and, you know, with all of the stuff about opening the ballpark, all the craziness that's going on at uh, Fenway, there's only so much. I got a new job. Like, that takes a lot of time. I mean, hell, we talk about the effort that it takes to put a, get a new job. Get a new job, and it's like, what are we doing? And there's something that took away from it. And well, there's only so much time in the day, right? And front office features, truthfully, to everybody out there, Got the kind of short end of the stick. And I was like, you know what? I think I've done what I wanted to do, right? So this is it. This is the Seinfeld episodes. You know, we don't want it to go on it too long. I'm good. That was going to be the big news. This podcast was going to be all about the great things that we did. Then, after that, I get a, 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 a I think it was a message on Twitter. You're the, you're the most podcast, listened to podcast I have. That's one of them. Um, my sister comes to, uh, you know, talks to me about Thanksgiving and says, 
um, you know, all the kids at Springfield, they listen to your podcast and, um, you know, how important it is to them. I wish my sister would listen to the podcast. Um, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. And then um, I had other people reach out to me on LinkedIn that same t- around the same time. I didn't say nothing, right? And they just said, hey, I just want to tell you how important the podcast is. It's really helped me out on X, Y, and Z. And then you reach out to Michael Scott, right? Michael Scott, who did a video for the thing, was fantastic. Well, he well he texted. So Michael texted me. He said, I'm on, I'm on pins and needles in anticipation about what the news is. And you called I him. I called him. And I told him the truth. And I said, look, I, I, the news is this. I, I think front office features is over. And he was like, no. He's like, I, 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 I'm, I, I don't think so. And I'm like, well, I was like, honestly, I want some transparent, honest feedback here. Because I was like, I'm on the fence in terms of what, what the right thing to do is. Um, and I said, we set out for what we wanted to do was always help people. And he goes, look, I'm the prime example. My life changed because of you guys, because of this podcast. I'm sitting here at the Washington Nationals working as a lawyer. And two years ago, when we started talking, like I was miserable in my job. I didn't know where to go. I started getting close with you. You guys gave me all this direction and feedback. And it all worked out. I was like, you guys, he's like, you really do help people. And I actually do enjoy listening to you. He's like, I'd be telling the truth. You any again being honest and a friend he said yeah you guys have slacked on the guests and the the content on social and probably the work that needs to go into it on the back end and i was like yeah man like 2021 was a bear towards the middle and the end like it's just non-stop but he's like i don't think you guys should end it i don't think it's over i don't get the sense when you guys do the podcast that it's over it doesn't feel like i was like no i i, I get that too like when i went back and I, I texted you and when you and i talked the other day i went back and listened to our last two and i had stopped listening to our podcast and i used to listen to every single one a lot of it had to do with the fact that i would listen to it when i'd go grocery shopping because i went grocery shopping during the pandemic i don't go grocery shopping anymore so i kind of like eliminated my podcast stop it shop delivered so um i i listened to the last two i was like i gotta just hear like is it in our voice is in our tone and i actually thought the last two were really good really funny like they were just like fun funny like we gave some good advice. It didn't feel like going through the motions. And from my end, there was definitely times over the past few months where we had to come down and do this. And I was like, ugh, like, and I felt ugh. But as soon as we did it, and like even right now, I've never regretted after we hit the stop button and we did the like and we put it out there. Like that was the telling sign of like, I don't think it's over and then to your same point i started getting these random people telling me about the podcast and i the the one story i told you which was i cracked me up i was at you gotta tell you gotta tell the story now i'm at um my wife's rachel's uh family has a uncle passed away years ago for and then we have a mass form every year and I, i went to the her grandparents afterwards for the breakfast and her neighbor who she grew up with um across the street was there in support of the family. And she goes, Hey, I have a funny story for you. And I was like, Oh, what's that? And she's like, well, we were at this gathering and someone brought up podcasts and someone said front office features was like their podcast to listen to. And the people in the room with her neighbors that I I know, Brian and Brenda, the Kearney's said, Oh yeah, Chris, Chris Valente. And the, and the, and the person was floored that <laughs> they knew who I was. And like I was in their phone and they're like, he's famous. And I was like, oh, 
Thanks, but no, not really. But yeah, <laughs> I guess can't even walk down the street. I get I sign autographs as I walk around Fenway Park. I take selfies <laughs> all day long. Um, but so if you're listening, I, I didn't quite get your name. They didn't they didn't tell me how you doing. Thanks for listening and thanks for the famous comment. Um, I'll send you an autograph in the mail if you if you if you really want one. But yeah, no, I, like we. Long story short, I'll let you continue the next iteration of what the big news will finally be revealed as. That's not the podcast ending, but I don't feel like it's over yeah and i i left that and i made i um put on my social uh i think it was on linkedin and i shared the episode and that what we did and i went why would i give this up i like talking about this i enjoy this right from a selfish perspective Screw all the people that we help. <laughs> but this helps you. Yeah, this helps you. Selfish Cathartic. perspective. Yeah. I like it. I still like it. I listen to it. I went, I like doing this. If I like it, and now with a new role in Top Golf, my life is a hell of a lot slower, then I'm going to, you know, and then you kind of get in the new year, new kind of, I hate the word resolutions. But it's almost like you want to like, you know, kind of, re- it's a, the turning of the calendar is kind of like I, I refocus stuff. So I said, screw it. Uh, and I wanted to talk to you about it. And we talked last week. And I don't think any of us think that it's over. But the big news that I was going to say at the end was this is over. But the big news now. We're it, back, baby. It wasn't really big news. <laughs> uh, it's not over. It's not over. And, um, I, you know, we are going to... Um, uh, put more effort into guests. I I feel the responsibility of this. At the end of the day, this this whole thing was my idea, and I probably, though I'm sure Chris, you feel you know the weight equally as I do. Um, but you know the guests have to happen. Uh, the social content has to happen. I think social content for me is just hard. Um, I was telling people, uh, you know, it's just not natural to me to do it. And, I, but that's something that you got to work on. And, you know, I always said, you got to be uncomfortable. And I think, um, my, and I think that, uh, that's good. Right. So, um, I, I'm going to put a more effort into it. I got to bring back the emails to what we were doing to college professors. That's not really that hard. Um, and I, we can we can do a better job. Does it have to be, you know, uh, I, I don't know. So for me, you asked me the great question, and sometimes you can be my person who makes me think, you know, sees the forest through the trees. You say, why are we doing this? And anytime you ask me that, it makes me stop. Uh, fuck, it's a tough question to answer. At the end of the day, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this is because... Two reasons. One, I like it. We like it. Two, we wanted to do this because it helped people, you know, with their career search, right? And if it helps them be entertained, good, even better. And I still think we're accomplishing both of those. I still like it. You still like it. We are helping people. So why stop? I also don't think that we need to have the pressure of doing this every week. Um, 
you know, our lives. I've got two kids. You've got two kids. We've got the things. Is it going to be every week? I'm doubtful on that. But that's uh, that's okay, right? Like when you see the notification pop up, I hope people share it. And I hope that they like it and they go on, you know, enjoying it. Uh, get some more guests, create some more social content, and then move on with our lives. But at the end of the day, I like doing it. You like doing it. That's so the why. Let's keep let's keep doing, it, right? Yeah, no. Well, let's just keep I, doing it. I think. Look, you and I have. A, we're very type A. We're very. I think. I mean, it's funny. We we're definitely both competitive individuals, in different senses, but it pains us not to succeed. And I think what it was. Ha- <laughs> it was happening. That's so true. It was happening that we knew we weren't putting all the effort that we originally were putting into this or the time that would make this what it should be and what it needed to be. And quite frankly, that's just, it's not in our personality to like half-ass things, right? And I think we were both if, getting that feeling like, oh, am I half-assing this now? And like, why are we then right, doing it? Right. If if we put all our effort into this and it didn't work, I am much more comfortable stepping away from that because we did everything that we could. It didn't work out. Hey, I did. I tried, right? At the end of the day, we talked about, what do we talk about here all the time? We should get t-shirts. We always said this, effort and attitude, right? Yep. If I put the full effort into it and I did it with a positive attitude and it didn't work out, fine, right? That happens. But for, hell, we put the effort, we've had good attitudes, and it's been great. No, and that's right. But then we, you and, and then I did when say we something, stopped putting the, we did say something to each other two weeks ago. And it was true. We were a little mad at ourselves because we dropped well, yes. the ball, and we because we were right. we were we were rolling. I mean, the downloads were through the roof on some stuff. We had a very big voice. Not that we've lost it. It's just we slacked off for numerous reasons. We didn't. No, I mean, I disagree no, with. We didn't. We do, slack off. No, we, we we didn't. Like we weren't doing this. Like we, we, you and I just stopped doing social stuff. We literally weren't posting on our our channels. We weren't even promoting when we launched a podcast. Like we. If you went back and like right. reassessed the past couple two months, the 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 work that you and I were like we used to and I used to cut video, we used to cut video audio clips, we used to post, we used to go Facebook yeah, Live, right, we, right, right, right. We right, did, and not because we didn't want to do it, it just became an afterthought because we had so much other shit going on in our lives. It's just the nature of the. It's the true I, fact. I, 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 I agree with that. What, we're, what we've committed, and we said if we're going to continue to do this, while it may never be like anywhere close to a full-time job on our social stuff, we don't, we're not going to probably hire any more interns. You and I are going to do it because it has to be our voice. We've, we've, we've learned we that. We also learned that, too. It has to be our we voice. That too. But we're also going to find new ways like to bring guests on, to have conversations with people that are in our industry and you and I aren't just like quote unquote interviewing. We're just gonna have, to have like a fireside chat, and like instead of it being two podcasts a week, it's one when that happens, right? Like, the pressure that we put on ourselves to 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 go over and above, I think we've now come to terms with. We don't need to do that. We just make sure we have to continue to put effort into it. Yeah, and we'll I, we'll get I, out of it what we put into it, right? And that's the nature I of everything. Just agree. I just agree with you. I just agree with you. This. And I've already got a list now. I'm a, I'm a, I have uh, post-it notes everywhere on my desk. You and Rachel get along I, well. I don't have any post-it post, notes. Post-it notes. I'm a mess. I, like when it comes to uh, organization, you're gonna look at that and be like, "You 
are a lunatic, right? <laughs> Even at my for all my work desks ever were just piles of shit. And I'd be like, they're like, oh, where's whatever it is? I'd be like, oh, it's right here. It's underneath this. It's underneath those seven things. There's a old soda can right there, but it's underneath that. I'll throw that old soda can away, right? Like, <laughs> uh, you would not have been able to work for my former boss at the Devils. He would. I think I told the story. He used to throw out the guy that our head of sales, our director of ticket sales. Who reported um, to me? I used to protect him mainly because of his cleanliness. I, he, he used to make, he, he went away for his he went away for his speaking of funerals. I think it was his grandmother's funeral, and he came back and his whole desk was thrown. His whole entire office was thrown out. Like he, <laughs> I once went in and just threw out everything. One day he went into his car and threw out all his shit in his car. He's like, "If you could never have a customer in this car, it's an embarrassment. You're a Joey bag of donuts." <laughs> like you just. Yeah, Meyer leagues. Yeah, yeah. Mar- Marty, uh, Marty would get on me, and I'm better now. I'm better now. It's not that bad. Um, but but uh, I, I, my old, if my name, my old. Uh, I am not opposed. To, I am colleagues. not opposed to no person. Not opposed to no person. If I wrote yeah, someone on a post-it I, note, I would never look at that post-it note ever again. I'm just not gonna. And just, Rachel's like, how many post-it notes? I'm like, I just don't. I, I just. Me and Rachel on the same thing. I, th- I got post-it notes. Cool. Don't work for me. I'm a list but person. But anyway, my post-it. My a big giant list person. I've tried lists in different ways. Uh, I just gotta write it down. If, it, if I don't write it down, it doesn't happen. Um, but anyway, uh, I've got a list of guests that I'm uh, uh, reaching out to. Uh, start things that we're starting to do. So um, I'm confident that uh, us kind of recommitting, but also not committing. That, like this is gonna front office features is going to be the next. Uh, I don't know. Gigantic. You know what? We, we've decided what we don't want to be, and just because there's just so many of them out there, and that's just not who we are, is we're not gonna we're not gonna report sports business. We can break down and analyze it and give people insight to it. But we don't want to be a sports I agree with business that. podcast. I have no. I, I don't want to be a journalist. I don't want to be. We a also can't be because business. there's also a conflict of interest in a little bit of that, right? Like, yeah, right. We're in like, the business. I just wanna... We can't really like comment too much on people's dealings. I like talking about. Some of the things I like talking about the sports business news, and then I like putting that news in the context regarding careers. Does that make sense? Correct. Yes. Like right. We'll we'll get to it after we we finalize and wrap this up tonight's podcast. What it's all about. We're actually going back to the basics tonight because I we have I have a real world example as of today. Right. So at the end, that's I like doing it. Right, we like doing it, so we're gonna continue to do it, and it's fun, it's enjoyable. I like talking to you. I like that. I just I like that Zach. Uh, He'd miss it. He'd miss Zach it too much. It. Yeah, right. I I I. Uh, and then when those people reached out, you know, uh, it meant a lot, and they had no earthly idea about any of that. They were just like. This is cool. No, it was weird. It was it was a lot of kismet stuff happening with out of nowhere people talking to me about the podcast or that famous story. I was just like clicking like, oh, this is this is still something. This is still pretty cool. And to your point, it's still fun. Like we're doing this right now. Like it's fun. Right. It's fun. Right. And I also realized, you know, go back. If I can go back one second. Uh, uh, my birthday. Yep. Janet Marie Smith. Shares a birthday. I mean, if that's not a reason to continue the podcast. <laughs> the guest probably number... Two? Three? Three? Four? 
Somewhere around. You know, we'll put together a... Uh, oh, I, so I got to tell you about one of these videos before we go, uh, before we get into this other stuff. So, I was the president in Scranton, right? And my two, four... I told the story. I mean, hell, this is probably episode one, two, three, four, five. Um, about, you know, interviewing to be the, in the Scranton job. And, you know, I worked for the CEO and the president of Mandalay Sports. They own five or six teams. So uh, Art Maiden, and uh, I think he was the CEO, and Larry Friedman, who was the president. Now Larry Friedman's a chief business officer LAFC, at LAFC. Yep. Right? And there's some things in Scranton I just black out, right? Like that couldn't have happened. That wasn't real. Yep, I'm. I have a lot of those experiences in my minor league days as well, <laughs> especially in Scranton. I was only in Scranton for two years; felt like twenty. And both of them in the uh, videos that my wife had made, and she reached out to both of them, and they both did videos. <laughs> they both go. Uh, and my, I guess one of the questions was like, "What's your favorite memory, Rob?" And my favorite memory from both of them. They both said this independently; had no idea that either of them said it. it was like. Uh, was the phone call that I received in 2014 um, when the city of Muzik, um Muzik? shook down Muzik, That's where the ballpark was in Muzik, M-O-O-S-I-C, uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, it was the town that bordered Scranton, and then Wilkes-Barre was next to uh-huh. it. Anyway, um, so it was right in the middle of Scranton, Wilkes-Barre. Um, so... And I was like, my favorite call was when uh, uh, the mayor of Muzik uh, shook down Rob and threatened uh, all kinds of action on him if they, the team didn't buy uh, him a, uh, if didn't buy the city uh, a police car. That actually happened. <laughs> what? Yeah, that actually happened. I was in a meeting with the mayor, just him. He was he was pounding cigarettes in the in the thing, and he goes, you know, Rob, you guys make an awful lot of money up the hill, and without my police officers, you guys can't get people into the ballpark. No one to do traffic. Be a shame if they walked away, huh? Be a shame if there'd be no uh, traffic people there. I think you should buy the uh, to show your appreciation to the police officers. You need to buy them a police car. What? <laughs> that is a real high level shake. And then you went to Rhode Island politics. Doesn't get much better there either. After you went to what music? So I had to, I, so I called Art and Larry. I'm like, this is what just happened. <laughs> it's like I don't want to be associated with any of this. What do you want me to do? Like, don't answer the phone the next time he calls. <laughs> uh, hopefully, it all goes away. Uh, what happened? Did it go away? Went away, the ownership sold, and they fired me, so, yeah. Well, I mean... Went away on its own. <laughs> Do you know if they ever bought him a car? <laughs> of course. I, I, I don't think so, but, yeah. Endeavor- it's a shame oh, we- to show your appreciation for the for the thing. You know what? Be- before we get into what we were going to talk about, let's talk about, actually, that topic. So... <laughs> Political shakedowns? No, well, or- no. Wilkes-Barre. 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 Was it Wilkes-Barre? wilkes I think you could pronounce it Wilkes-Barre or Wilkes-Bear. Wilkes-Bear, not wilkes Like not the, like the lo- Wilkes-Bear. Wilkes, no, Wilkes-Bar is uh, uncouth. Okay. <laughs> uncouth. <laughs> Music. Music's fine. 
Mook's Bar. That's the name of the town. M O O S I C. Music City. Um, so the the Endeavor news. Speaking of news, sports like the, the this Endeavor minor league baseball news. They bought all the freaking minor league baseball. Teams. Yeah, the Yankees, the Braves, the Cubs. So it makes a lot of sense in a fact of a few things, right? So Endeavor, if you go look this up, uh, Endeavor bought nine or ten minor league baseball teams. At ten, ten now, ten, ten. So there's a handful of teams that were owned or majority or or the big league team had a high investment into them. Uh, when I was with the Yankees, they owned 48 or 49% of the team, right? So they don't have them. The, way, the new way that minor league baseball and major league baseball set up, major league baseball runs and owns the conglomerate of minor league baseball. Right. So they make the decisions about minor league baseball. So there's no need for a major league baseball team to actually own the minor league teams, right? So because they are there to make sure that you know players and yep. facility standards and all that, all that's taken care of now. So the major league team doesn't need to be engaged in that financially with the team. So they sell them, get the cash, and move on with their day, right? Because they still have the same oversight. So it makes a lot of sense that the big league teams would sell because there's no reason for them to own them. Um, so then Endeavor comes on and swoops up and says, all right, I'm going to buy them all. And then I don't know what Endeavor's business plan is. That's what I was um, going to say. I, I, I'm actually – that's my that's my. So there's question. a couple of things that my experience with uh, Mandalay Baseball, right? So when I was in Mandalay, they owned like 60. Right, they had like the Frisco Rough Riders and – Frisco and Erie and Dayton, Long Island, Staten Island, City, Staten Island Yankees, Staten Island Yankees at a time. They kind of, you know, they used to have Vegas. They had a handful of them, Winston Salem. So there was some things that was helpful, right? You, we had this thing called Creative Services, and they would uh, basically make anything that you needed. Them so like centralized. Do, right? so, centralized, right? So they would work for all six teams. There was a team of four or five of them, and if you needed. Uh, a video board you know, thing. Proposal decks or a video or yeah. something. You went to them so you didn't have to hire those people, right? Uh, so, all right, makes sense. If you buy bobbleheads, when six teams buy bobbleheads together, the scale of saving those costs makes a lot of sense. Same thing with fireworks. Same thing with, you know, napkins. Same things with all of those types of things, right? So you can do the, the costs, right? Occasionally, though I don't think that we focus too much on it, you can get some sales of some sponsorships that across would be the portfolio. regionalized. Yeah, across the portfolio. But that was very difficult because name someone who wants to be in Scranton, Oklahoma City, <laughs> yeah, Dayton, that's what was, yeah, Salem, yeah. right? Like, so it doesn't make a lot of sense from a sales perspective. Um, so that's kind of how they work together. There's a, a cost savings, you know, especially like legal stuff, right? Like you don't really need a lawyer on a team, but it's really expensive to go to a lawyer, you know, in the city. So you're able to say on costs, there wasn't big revenue upside. Um, so that's what happened at, at least where I have, where I think major league teams go, uh, not major league teams, new minor league team owners miss is they think that there is a market. And this is just my opinion. Someone's going to prove me wrong one day. That there is a market to monetize television rights of a minor league team. That's tough. No, 
nobody, and I mean nobody, watches a minor league game on television. Because minor league baseball, minor league anything, minor league hockey, you're not there for the outcome of the game. I am there for the Red Sox outcome of the game. If they win or lose, that is important because I want my team to make the playoffs to win the World Series, correct? Yep. In minor league baseball, like they, like they just made up the playoffs kind of how they went this year and like, ah, we'll see, right? <laughs> the games literally do not matter. They don't matter, right? The pitchers are all on pitch counts. This guy needs to play three innings. We have a rehabber in here. He's going to throw 60 pitches. Uh, the the We've got a rehabber who's coming down. He's going to play four innings. Ooh, it's a little wet in third base, so he's going to play first base. Like, the games don't matter. It's glorified practice against another team. Yep. Right? So when people think that they're going to monetize the television rights, because they see where big leagues and... Uh, you know, all of the other major sports monetize their rights, and then, you know, there's a large check after that. That they think that that's the promised land. In my opinion, I don't know if Endeavor's doing this or not, that is, you know, a wildly wild, wild dream that will never come to fruition. Because at the end of the day, the games do not matter, and you go to a minor league baseball game for the experience, experience. of being yeah. at a ballpark, Completely. enjoying the food, having fun with the between-inning promotions, blah, 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 blah. You don't give a damn. Of, very few people have a deep knowledge of who the up-and-coming pers- people are, right? There's only a handful that matter, right? Like, there's a couple, like, ooh, stars. Like, I got to go see them. But, like, that's flash in a pan. That's not a Wednesday in May, right? Like, I don't know. So that's, um, as the Big Lebowski said, that's just, like, my opinion, man. No, what? How are you throwing out movie quotes? I, I, the Big Lebowski's great. I, I, I've seen that movie 50 times. <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> anyway. But... Yeah, no, I'm I'm very curious as to the business model and the reasoning behind Endeavor. I mean, Endeavor's a monster, right? Like, I mean, Mark Shapiro is the, a, the CEO. CEO, yeah. So, like, that's that's to me is where I'm fascinated by what their plan is to monetize this. What the reasoning and thought behind it was. I didn't read enough about it, but I know Mandalay was probably the biggest, right, of in terms of a multi-property ownership yeah. group prior. Probably were at eight or nine at their at their peak. And there were six when I left. You're like you're right. Like it's hard. It's hard enough for minor league baseball to do a sponsorship across the whole entire platform. To just regionalize and sell a sponsorship to like eight random cities is even tougher. Yeah, I I I don't know how the monetization works unless they're trying to monetize uh, television or streaming. But rights. I, do you think? Do you think it's? I mean, there's also the, the these issues. Nobody watches it on milb.tv. No one. Like hundreds of people watch a game. No, I know it's 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 and that's like the diehard season ticket holders that live and die by. It's the parents. Yeah. It's parents. That too. Yes, the parents. <laughs> um, but we've t- the the costs to run these teams is going to go through the roof. Do you, I, I think more people. <laughs> Are going to have to continue to sell because the, the the local ownership group can't come up with the requirements that you mentioned prior that Major League Baseball is now putting on everybody. Right, you have to the facilities have to be upgraded, the travel has to be good, the food has to be good. You can't get by by like, 
ham and egg it in three dollar tickets, you're going to need to increase ticket prices, which obviously is going to have a huge impact. Yeah, you uh, more teams are probably going to get gobbled up by these these conglomerates who can essentially swallow losses in some cases and just to have a bigger portfolio. Yeah, and they got to anticipate that uh, that these teams are still going to increase in value, right? Because you know some of the if you ever made a profit in minor league baseball, you always considered it great. And you considered where you were going to make your money is when you sell the team, right? Because the teams uh, increased in revenue substantially over the years, right? I mean, not in revenue, in value um, over the years, right? And then if you said, hey, I broke even for 10 years, but, you know, my uh, the team that I bought for, you know, $4 million is now worth $12 million, a hell of an investment, yep. right? Yep. Right. Even though you didn't make a ton of money each year, or you know, you broke, you lost a little, or made a little, like when you sell the teams is when you make all the money, right? Um, you know, there's some teams that do great. They make you know, I, uh, you know, uh, several million dollars a year. You know, EBITDA, uh, equity before incomes, taxes, and depreciation. No, it's a fascinating change, and like when you see it, and, and amateurs, when you see an, an endeavor who is a, just a massive sports entity get involved in minor league baseball and buy up 10 franchises. Like that is, that is, yeah, they're making a big splash. So they must know something too, like that something's going on unless they think that they can, the, the untapped revenue stream that no one has tapped is the media rights of these teams, right? They've got what they can get in the right. How do teams make money? Tickets, sponsorships, concessions, concessions, merch, merchandise, special events, right? All the teams could improve upon that, but that's kind of the five revenue buckets. The one bucket that has not figured itself out, that they have not been able to monetize at a significant level, is um, is media rights. And I personally, personally, maybe I'm an idiot. But I personally don't see how that can be a legitimate revenue stream for a or for a for a group of teams for minor league baseball for whatever include hockey in there too for games that don't matter. Yeah, and there's no fan base outside of a very small community. Right. Like that's right. it. Your 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 fan base is in a fifteen to twenty five mile radius of the ballpark. Not Omaha's a million people, right? Right. When I uh, uh, that's a metro area, it's a million people. How many people are going to watch that on TV? <laughs> nobody, <laughs> like nobody. Right. People don't watch the College World Series on a national basis. Really, it's the only time that I've seen people watch games on TV is uh, when the Worcester Red Sox were on Nesson. Yeah, people watch that, but that wasn't like a ton. But people watch it, but it was Nesson. I mean, it went from Maine to Connecticut. Right. You have a big, you have a big swath of. Yeah, and one of the biggest areas of the country. Right. Yeah. No. Right. It's... In a giant baseball area. It's very. It's a very. I. I. I'd love to pick their brains. Maybe we should invite them on. Like, what's the deal? What are we doing here? Um, See, it's, uh, Michael Scott's probably yelling at the. Uh, in his AirPods or whatever. You should invite them on. Yeah, probably. Right, fine, yeah. Fine, I mean, fine, he used fine, to tell fine. us what to do. He was good at that. Um. Maybe we just need a boss. Do we need a boss? 
No, I have enough of those. I don't, <laughs> I don't need any more bosses. No more bosses. This is the one thing we get to be our own boss. This is the... Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're I don't know. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. You're right. You're right. Sort, right. but sort of. Our wives are still in charge. Um, oh, that's 100 percent true of the scheduling and all that stuff. So, long story short, I mean, we're not going to cover. I'm not going to cover. I think we'll, we'll. I'm. I'm going to save what I want to talk about till next week because. I feel like a lot's going to happen between now and next week in this story that I want to, not story. Yes, I agree. I think that's a great thing. At the end of the day, it's about you posted, a, uh, there's a job at Fenway Sports. Correct. Um, and they're starting to trickle in about how trickle. people reach out to you. <laughs> the dam, Deluge. the dam has, Del- the dam broke like the second the De- thing went up. It went like, woof. Deluge in. Deluge in. And I, I, it's going to be a good refresher for folks out there when this does happen. It's a good refresher for us. <laughs> what to do, what not to do, and what is the right approach if you are actually interested or have connections or know someone at a said organization to go about it the right way. Because there is a right way, there's a wrong way, and then there's the probably we don't know the actual way that works all the time, but we're willing to hear out people's thoughts. But I think I'll have so much content of the next week because a director of sales role has now been posted to work at Fenway Sports Management that we'll probably see a lot of the good, the bad, and the great. I can't wait. So, I can't wait. For Office Features, not canceled, not done, not over. Not done. Not done. Re, uh, rejuvenated. Rejuvenated, yes. Re- we were rejuvenated. Refreshed, rejuvenated. We rejuvenated again. We were rejuvenated. Reincarnate. We're coming back, yeah. baby. So anyway. We're back, baby. Yeah. All good, all good. So, um, happy birthday to Janet Marie Smith. Happy and ha- and, and, uh, and happy fortieth birthday to you. As the only one now in their forties in this podcast would be you. So that's great. I'll remember that in the summertime. Um, and then uh, also uh, one day when you were out, uh, my buddy Matt Harper uh, Harp. filled in as Harp mm-hmm. as a, a, a fill-in guest. Uh, today is his birthday, December fourteenth. And he uh, took a new job um, recently. He is the vice president of ticket sales at the uh, Charlotte Knights. And um, doing great. So, uh, Harp, happy birthday. And, uh, you know, onward. Onward and upward. Onward. All right, bud. I uh, will talk to you soon. I'm anxious to hear about all these uh, job candidates. (laughs) Later.